welcome to another episode of Industry Celebrities. My name is Kimberly Scott. Industry Celebrities is a podcast where I interview industry professionals in any industry and ask questions about their industry and or passions. Plus, they also share a little advice to their younger self that I always feel is very helpful to us all. If you want to tune in to other episodes, you can do so by going to thatkimberly.com forward slash combo to choose which platform you prefer to listen to, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, Google, YouTube, and so on. And now that we got that out of the way, I'm going to go ahead and introduce my guest today. I'd like to welcome John Umstead from Plan Canvas. Hello, John, and thank you for joining me today. Hi, Kimberly. Thank you for having me. It's a real pleasure. Oh, the pleasure's all mine, and I appreciate you taking the time out today. So, John, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and what industry you're in. Sure. Thanks again. I appreciate that. So again, my name is John Umstead. I am a business consultant as well as an entrepreneur. So I've been doing independent consulting for a little over five years now after having spent some time in the corporate world, launched off on my own. And through that journey, I ended up writing a book that ultimately became sort of the functional requirements for a software that we call Plan Canvas. And Plan Canvas is all about really helping you define what success means to you, you know, setting your long-term strategy, goals, objectives, how you're going to get there, as well as your shorter term, more tactical business plans and how you're going to get there, but not just developing the plans, but how you actually track against them and make modifications as you move along. That sounds very helpful, especially from one entrepreneur after another that had to write a business plan was very difficult for me. <laughs> so how long has Plan Canvas been in existence? Well, the seed for it was kind of planted as I was writing the book. The book's called Business is Art. And the, the book was published three years ago. So I was, I was thinking about it as I was finishing up the book. And as soon as that was published is when we really began conceptual design. We went through a couple of iterations of developing prototypes. Then we went into some beta test mode. We actually launched live commercially about a year ago, a little over a year ago. Mm -hmm. but fairly rapidly hit the brakes, uh, did a massive overhaul of the user interface, massive overhaul of really our go-to-market strategy and our thinking there. And so I, I, even though this has been a journey that's been going on for a few years, I really look at us as having launched really just a few months ago. <laughs> that is in the journey of an entrepreneur in their business it is ever evolving. So I totally understand that part. I thought the software when I used it was very useful and helpful. So it's exciting to know that there's been an overhaul to it. So that just means it's even better than it was before. Where are you finding the most success with those that are using the software? It's been a little bit of a mix. And that's part of why our go-to-market strategy has kind of evolved over time because we've had different types of users. We've had, you know, startups that are really truly in startup mode as in they just have an idea that they want to vet out a little bit further before they invest a lot of time and, and money and energy yeah. into something. That's very smart. It's <laughs> <laughs> very smart thing to do. And honestly, you know, we weren't thinking of that market when we envisioned the, the software. So that kind of crept along. So we've had some people doing that. 
We've had others that are maybe a little bit beyond that point, but still you categorize as being in startup mode and looking for funding, either loans or investors, and just trying to do a better job of pitching a business that they already more or less have off the ground. But I think really one of the most interesting cases that we have ongoing right now is actually it's a software vendor that has about 3,500 or so clients or customers within a niche industry. Mm-hmm. And they're looking at, well, you know, we've kind of maximized what we can do with the type of software we provide to this industry. What else can we do to continue to provide additional services to them and grow our own business while yeah. we're at it? That's very so, smart. Yeah, very, very smart. So it's a mature company that's probably in, I would say, 70 to $80 million in annual revenue range. Uh-huh. So they brought Plan Canvas in first to really take a look at uh, their own business strategy. So the, so the entire executive team used it to put their thoughts together. Uh, and then they used that and used the tool then to facilitate a three-day workshop to put their longer term strategies together. And now they're kind of in this execution mode where they've got the, they've got the plan and are executing to it and making adjustments as they move along. And really kind of one of the thoughts in their minds right now, you know, we're using this tool in-house to get our own things in order, but is this something we could perhaps white label and present to our clients as a software and a service and to expand our own business. So that's a very interesting case that's going on right now. Well, I know that when I saw it, I thought to myself, well, I always say that I didn't learn anything in college because, you know, I went to college for someone else, my mother, but I mm-hmm. always said that, you know, starting a business, I earned myself an MBA, but yeah. you know, cause I did a, a business plan when I was in college, but I only did a portion of it. I didn't do the whole thing. Right. And so until you get into business or, start something from scratch you don't really know where to start when it comes to a business plan so i thought like first thing like why aren't universities using this you know this is awesome and should be something that each person each student could utilize because it's real world questions experience everything you know come together and and it's all right there one you know online setting so yeah, it's, it's interesting that you mentioned higher education because that is the other major pivot in our, in our marketing strategy Smart. is to look at higher education. In fact, I've, I've teamed up with a couple of PhDs from a university that's local to where I live, and we are developing a course that we're tentatively calling Entrepreneurial Leadership, and we're planting Planned Canvas right in the center of it. And as the software that students would use to do homework assignments and case studies and things like that. But what's kind of cool is through this course development, I've pivoted a bit away from saying things like, okay, you know, Joe and Jane student, now you develop a strategic plan. Okay, now you develop a business plan. Instead of using language like that, we're presenting it more like, okay, now it's time for you to consider this. Consider X, Y, and Z. Talk about that a little bit. Okay, now let's talk about this a little bit. And then at the end, say, oh, by the way, did you know that you just developed a business plan? Without ever (laughs) saying, hey, go develop a business plan. Yeah. It's less intimidating, it sounds like. Yeah. It walks them through the whole process that nobody ever walked me through. So, (laughs) and for people to know that it's an evolution, you know, that 
really you should update your business plan on a regular basis mm -hmm. for the just in case purposes and also to keep you know your partners your investors whoever on the same page so they everybody's in agreement you coming together to say we all agree on this okay cool check you know just like mm -hmm. you do board meetings and, and whatnot so yeah yeah another interesting point you just raised i i just last night was meeting with with a gentleman who's who's part of that investor community and he's been a, a mentor to me over the years so it was just time to check in with him and show him what i've been up to and, and talk about it and and you know so did the demo of, of plan canvas and one of his questions was how do you get people to continue to use it beyond that okay i've built a plan you know because today what typically happens is we build a plan we set the plan on the shelf after we we've yeah. used it for whatever purpose we need it for whether that's to get a loan or get an investor or just to launch a business and then we set it on the shelf we don't keep it going and really where the value comes in with planning is in keeping it as a live living document you're constantly updating it on whatever schedule makes most sense to you so that's sort of the the institutional mental shift that that we're really trying to promote is that hey don't just build a plan manage a plan execute to the plan and, and and keep it going all the time that's a tremendous shift in what we're taught yeah. and uh, that's that's probably our biggest struggle yeah i 100 percent agree i can't express to people enough that when they come and they say well i have this idea you know and i'm like okay or they say you know well we developed a business plan and we've never touched it again so the idea phase business plan starting the business going on the business five years later a year later you should be adjusting things because you know everything's changing technology changes the market changes so your business plan should change yep. or evolve not change but just evolve is the better word right to yeah um, yeah but good for you i'm glad you're definitely seeing that and and you know making some strides with you know those the software company and you know higher education because definitely higher education needs it if they're going to be pumping out these new entrepreneurs and I feel like, you know, students, they can see if they truly are up for that task of being a quote unquote entrepreneur. It's kind of funny. I haven't heard that word used so much in the past two years than I ever did when we, when I started a business 15 years ago, that was a dirty word, you know, it was like, Oh, so you don't have a job. Okay. Yeah. And right. now everybody's throwing that word around. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I've gotten a little bit more comfortable with it, but it is, I, I feel like people need to know what they're getting into when they start a business. So yeah, you, yeah, you that's that thought process in, in plan canvas. Yeah. Yeah. And that's funny again, that you mentioned that because I had a hard time referring to myself as an entrepreneur <laughs> for a long time. Yeah. Same with the book, you know, the book was published and I was an author and it took me a long time to sort of accept that as part of my title, you know, uh, because it was just different, but it's a humbling experience. I right. feel that you have to get comfortable with, you know, you're, exactly. I don't feel either one of us are very braggadocious of ourselves. So that mm -hmm. makes it harder, but you just got to get comfortable with it. Got to get comfortable. That's right. That's right. Own it. <laughs> own it. Own it. So, so what would you say has been what you enjoy the most about what you're doing in this process? Well, there's, there's really two things. I mean, one of the big reasons I went into independent consulting in the first place was I just hit this point in my life where I'd had some professional success, but on the personal side, some really pretty tragic things had occurred and it sent me into kind of a dark emotional place 
that I had to really work to get out of. And part of that process of getting out of it was this realization that what I wanted to do going forward was really help others. I, w I want to help others to be successful, both personally and professionally. And so it made sense to take my business experience and education and, and utilize it in that fashion. And that, that was really the onus behind consulting, behind the book, as well as behind Plan Canvas. So there's that mission that's, that's really core to what I do is just a genuine desire to help people be more successful. And I think what I enjoy on top of that, though, is that I, I get the privilege of talking to, working with, getting to know people from all kinds of walks of life, you know, people that are the same as me, people that are different than me. It, it's just, that is really rewarding. I really enjoy that because how boring would life be, you know, if we're all the same and we're just sticking to people that are just like us all the yeah. time. Yeah. So I enjoy that a lot. Yeah. That would drive me crazy if I was surrounded by a bunch of people just like me. <laughs> For more reasons than one. <laughs> so, you know, the standing question to my podcast is, what would you tell your younger self? So I have to ask that question to you. What would you tell your younger self? I, th I think first and foremost would be to not worry. You know, things tend to have a way of working out. They might not always work out the way you originally envisioned. But if you stick with it and you're flexible and patient, not too patient, <laughs> things will work out. Just stay yeah. positive. Yeah. Positive is absolutely. Worry is hard for anybody, I feel, especially at a young age. My mom still worries about stuff and she's almost 70. But, you know, <laughs> it just takes practice. But I, I do believe in the positivity aspect. If you stay positive, you will worry less. I don't know what it's called in our brains, but when we're thinking positive, then we're not thinking obviously negative and there's no worry or there's less worry. So yeah. that is great advice to, you know, stick to it, be patient, don't worry and, and stay positive. Yeah. There's actually a lot of research behind that, that it's not just our opinion. There's science to back it up that, you know, that positive attitude will result in more positive outcomes than negative. I'm going to use that term. <laughs> there is research behind this. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. There is. <laughs> well, it's good to know. Now I have a reference when people ask me why I'm so positive. So tell everyone how they can get a hold of you if they're interested in, you know, meeting with you or learning more about Plan Canvas. Sure. Yeah. Thanks for asking. I'm pretty easy to find. <laughs> you can reach me on LinkedIn. I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. John Umstead is J-O-N-U-M-S-T-E-A-D. I'm on Twitter at John Umstead. Uh, or you can go to the website plancanvas.net. That's .net. And learn a little bit about Plan Canvas, learn a little bit about consulting services that I offer and, and contact me that way. Awesome. Well, I would highly recommend the listeners doing so definitely when we met, I think it's been like two years ago, my mutual yeah. client definitely enjoyed working with you and leading us down this path to being able to, you know, actively use plan canvas and then, you know, have you on my podcast and, you know, just staying connected. You're definitely a great person to work with. So well, I, appreciate I, I appreciate that very much. And the, the feeling is mutual. <laughs> Thank you, John. And thank you again to everyone. Remember to hit the subscribe button 
on my YouTube channel, iTunes channel, Anchor, follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, LinkedIn, Instagram, you name it. And until next week, stay positive and keep growing. Thanks, John. Thank you, Kimberly. Have a great one. You too.